When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. What's up, y'all? This your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance. And I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Are you looking to sell or buy your home or looking for an investment property? Look no further. BlackWealthRenaissance.com offers a free realtor directory with realtors located across the country to help you meet your goals. Just go to BlackWealthRenaissance.com and select Realtor Directory under Resources. That's BlackWealthRenaissance.com and select Realtor Directory under Resources. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Your boy, David Bellard, checking in with my co-host, Fella. How you doing? What's good? What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Jalen. Happy to be here. Special episode. Man, this is lit, bro. Oh, yeah. Man, it's crazy in here. What's up? What's up, (laughs) y'all? How y'all doing? It's Jared. Checking in, checking in with the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. What you doing over there, Kelly? What's going on, guys? Sadly, I, I can't be in New Orleans with all y'all, but, you know, yeah. business as usual. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to silence the phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to silence the phones. But, yeah, but, Kelly, Kelly just mentioned it. We couldn't be here. We in New Orleans. We pulled up to New Orleans. Another super special day. Man, our brothers out of Chicago yep. pulled up in New Orleans, too. So, you know. Hey, what's going it's a special, special episode, man. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? What's going on, man? Just got off the plane, came straight to the studio. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is Anthony here, man. I'm saying, hey, my, I'm, I want y'all to know, if y'all can't see us right now, you listening to this podcast, the energy level is high because we about, I mean, we just doing special things. We linking. Yeah. And we, we talking about the Downing Brothers out of Chicago. You may have seen them on HGTV. Yeah. Out your flipping houses, doing great things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go. Anthony man. and Anton, how y'all doing, man? Man, hey, I'm just, I, it's a blessing to be here. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's hot. It's, <laughs> it's super hot. <laughs> I came off the plane, like, I, I thought it was warm in Chicago. <laughs> Southern heat. Southern heat. Louisiana, bro. We'll tell you that much, man. Yeah, our weather's definitely crazy around here, bro. Like, yeah, we, we, we got a different type of heat down here, but y'all got a different type of winter up there, man. Oh, man. Yo, I, I, I get to taste it all completely with Nebraska, but I I got a little little taste. I'm scared. They said they hit me in the 30th. Hey, man, don't come to Chicago in February, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I won't be there. <laughs> but, yeah, man, like, 
we just happy to have y'all, man. We appreciate y'all. We so happy we can really connect real life, man. Um, yeah, we just we just happy to uh, have you guys here, man. We appreciate y'all. Um, we're gonna start off the podcast really how we start off uh, every podcast. Just you know, introduce the audience to who you are for those that don't know. Kind of got how you guys got started on your journey to what you're doing. Okay, well, uh, this is Anton here, and uh, you know we got started like 12 years ago as becoming real estate investors. But at, you know at the time. It was more about like, oh, now that we're out of college, we need to have somewhere to live or let's buy some stuff. Yeah, I mean, if the challenge uh, to me was from my mother. My mother's like, you're not a real man until you own the floors you walk on, you know, because she saw how geeked yeah. and happy I was by getting that first paycheck, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got my first real job and, I, you know, I felt like the man. And then she was like, nah. Not the man until you own the floors you walk on. And like that, that, that ego challenge was like, whoa, hey, I really have to reevaluate what my goals are. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you get that first check, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and ball out. I'm gonna yeah. be in the club. I'm gonna I'm floss on them. I'm gonna go ahead and get these clothes. I'm gonna be on the women, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then yeah, you go like, back to the university, stunt on everybody. Yeah, yeah go back got, to school. You got a real job now. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm still broke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go back to home. You already know. Yeah. Yeah. Come back to homecoming and say, like, hey, y'all, y'all see me now? You know what I'm saying? But no, nah, like for real, um, that was like 05. And then it took me two years, you know, to, to basically save up the money. You know, you got to save up your capital and then get my credit straight and really take it serious about um, being in a position to buy my first property. And so by the time 2007 got, got here, then it was like, okay, you know, let me, let me buy this first property. Ended up finding this condo. Mm -hmm. Um, for like 150,000, um, and it was used the FHA loan, three and a half percent down. Came to closing with um, about four, a little over four thousand dollars. So you know, just to get, so I, I like, I always like giving numbers so people can understand and take the fear out of it and the mystery out of like, how, you know, how much it would actually cost to buy a property. So it was 150. Came to closing with like four grand. Um, it was a, a newly renovated uh, condo in a condo building. Uh, so I, it was turnkey, so I didn't have to do any work. And I was really proud of myself. I was like, you know, I'm 25, I got my first property. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't know a whole lot of people my age that, you know, was able to pull that off because a lot of people are scared or they just don't set it as a goal. Uh, unfortunately, a year, dun, 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 a year later, <laughs> the recession hits. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that part. You know what I'm saying? Because we super excited about, you know, about Obama and, you know, you're going to have the first black president and this, that, and the other. You know, couldn't wait to get to the voting booth. But during that whole election, that's when everybody was talking, you know, the economy was collapsing. And, you know, my property went from being uh, worth 150 grand to being worth 30. God, $30,000. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, look, my credit. Now, my credit score, for those of us, you know, you know how important credit is. My credit score was, was over 700. And so as long as I continue to pay my bills and pay my mortgage or whatever, my credit stay up. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, I don't have any equity. I'm, 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 I'm paying this, this mortgage for a property that if I tried to sell it, I couldn't get any money on. Yeah. So I started doing research, right? I mean, shoot, I went to school. You know, the whole thing about going to college is like becoming a problem well, solver and doing research. Yeah. So he always said too, the most important skill you got from college is being able to learn and conduct research. Being able to say, what's factual? Let me see, find a credible source. So yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, bro. Yeah, and then plus we, we in the age of Google. Come on now, yeah. like you got all these search engines. It's like, you don't have to sit there and think to yourself, like, I don't know 
where to go to get help. It's like, yo, help is right there on your phone or, yeah. you know, go on Google. And, so anyway, I started doing the research, started listening to podcasts. That's when I learned the value of podcasts, like this podcast. It's like, you can go there and you can listen to other people's experiences mm-hmm. and you don't have to necessarily mess up the way that other people did in the past. So it's like learning from people's failures, man. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I mean, we talk about the black wealth renaissance. That's, yeah. that's what that is. Like coming listening to this podcast and people learning from our, our experience. Yeah. Cause there's right. somebody out there right now that's, doesn't has never bought a property or is or owns a property that's this this underwater or whatever as they say underwater meaning like it's worth less than what you bought it for and they don't know what to do so what i did is i did all my research and i found out about um a a different financial product called a 203k um you know renovation loan you know and it's also an fha loan three and a half percent down now the thing is you really can't have two fha loans at the same time but there was a loophole and that's what you got to find out about the loopholes if you know the rules to the game, then you know, like, oh, this is possible too. So mm-hmm. the loophole was because I was in a condo, I can still get another FHA loan for a detached single family home ah, because yeah. I was in a condo. Free game alert, free, free game, game alert. alert. Yeah. So like if had I been in a single family home, I wouldn't have been able to get another single family home. But because I was in a condo, yeah. I qualified. And as long as my credit was up, which it was, because I never stopped making my payments. You know, everybody else was like letting their house, you know, letting their properties mm-hmm. go and going on a foreclosure. That's a seven-year hit to your credit. But if you do a short sale, mm-hmm. it's a two-year hit to your credit. Okay. So through my research, I knew I could get the FHA loan, the 203K loan, buy a single-family home, renovate it, and then sit on it as the market recovers. Because in my mind, this ain't going to last forever. Yeah. It'll recover, and then the equity will build. Yeah. And then after two years, I also found out that if you own a primary residence, when you sell it, there's no capital, uh, capital gains tax on your primary residence. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm like, okay, two year hit to my credit for the, um, the short sale. Mm-hmm. Two years later, I can sell this property, no capital gains tax. It coincides with each other. Mm. That's research. That's lining up this information with this information to, to put a, a game plan together. Yeah. So mm-hmm. once I figured that out, I'm up here like, yo, I feel genius now. And my credit is right. And I had saved up the money to be able to get the next property. You know what I'm saying? And this is not even knowing that this was going to lead to being able to buy multi-unit properties yeah. and start flipping houses, hard money loans, the renovations. We, cause and we rarely, when we're on, on these podcasts, we rarely talk about the flips. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Because to me, what's more important is the, the genesis. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The beginning of the story is more important. Mm-hmm. Because if if not for what we did in the beginning, everything that we got going on now would have never been possible. Yeah, man, I mean, and let me tell y'all, man, like the whole time that he was going through this, I was sitting there with my bowl of popcorn, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> never. 
at the time I was thinking to myself, I'm never gonna buy a condo or single family. I'm going straight for the uh, for the uh, three piece. Why? Because it was so much shirt. Cash, you oh, absolutely right. Oh, cash, cash flow, flow. cash yeah. flow. That's like three units right there. <laughs> and, and the cash flow on, because I bought for 150. Yeah, yeah he feels me. <laughs> when I bought the my three unit building, I bought it for 153,000, which was the same amount that he paid for his condo in a better, quote unquote, better neighborhood that ended up turning upside down. So. Better is relative, right? Yeah, you never know. Definitely. Run them numbers for them on that. So for 153000 I got a, a three-unit building that uh, I had to bring to close uh, $1,250. $1,250. Can y'all say that? Hold on, hold on, rewind. I need Run you to back. put that, like, number <laughs> while, like, why what? was it? Why was it? There, there, there's, there, there's multiple reasons why. Okay. One, your earnest money is generally 1% of, you know, the total cost. So that means I put up fifteen hundred for my earnest money, mm -hmm. which and your earnest money goes towards your down payment. Okay, it's an FHA loan, which is three and a half percent. So that was one percent of that three and a half percent. Then I asked, have my realtor, you know, uh, shout out to uh, you know Rachel Ruppin, you know, yeah, she because she did all our deals and whatnot. Look, she was able to ask for um, well, she asked for six percent seller contributions to my closing costs and. You know, the guy, you know, came back with a counter offer of um, 3000 or I, I think it was $3,000. But between the, the 3000 and then the 1500 for my earnest money and then the 1250 that I brought to the um, to the closing, that was it. So that was less than $3,000. That was less than $3,000 out of my pocket. Right. Uh, uh, the garden unit nine fifty a month, and then the the first floor and the second floor are both eleven hundred. So what's the cash flow? So yeah, the cash flow. Yeah, the cash flow is about uh, about three thousand dollars. That's crazy. So you telling me you didn't even spend three thousand dollars, and now you make it three thousand a month? Yeah, but remember that you know the mortgage is yeah, was twelve is twelve hundred dollars. Right, right, and then you know landscaping and uh, and uh, property oh, manager property management fees. Cash flows fifteen hundred. Yeah, the cash flows yeah closer to fifteen hundred. Still good. Less than that to the closing table. Absolutely. And the reason a major reason why is one, I already knew I was gonna buy a property in our own neighborhood. So many people like we went to a. PWI, you know, University of Same Illinois, yeah. Urbana-Champaign. You know, and you see all, you know, your classmates driving BMWs yeah. and Mercedes, and they they talking about the properties they're going to buy, oh, you know, on the north side. What restaurant? Yeah, and all of that stuff. But I, I was like, man, I'm not trying to hit a home run. I, I, if I hit a single or a double. Yeah. Consistently, month after month after month, it's still going to build my wealth. It doesn't. It doesn't need to be something like crazy um, lucrative or yeah. crazy risky. Yeah, like this property was. It was nothing risky time. about this yeah. property. No shit. You're getting a fifty percent return after your first month in, and you didn't right. have to do any renovations to it, right? I didn't have to, but I did. Okay. So then I I, I put five thousand dollars into each unit to update the kitchens and the bathrooms okay mm -hmm. so all in, i mean all in you at what eighteen thousand dollars yeah right absolutely now here we are five years later you still got the building 
Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Now you got equity yeah. and still cash. Mm-hmm. And, and no, and get this part, man. I put, I put uh, Section 8 tenants in two out of those three units. And my Section 8 tenants have never torn up anything. Yeah. You know how people will be so against, you know, Section 8 people? Uh-huh. Yeah, you, <laughs> I know you're feeling me right there. We, we should because, like, by and large, folks want to act. They were blue. Both of those tenants are black, mm-hmm. black women, right? Section eight is not mostly black people, no. but That's but we get all of this stigmatism because of the black experience yes. mm-hmm. getting Who dumped onto Section eight? all of that. Okay. Even though we don't even, we're not even the ones using most of that. Well, let me say this: no matter whether a tenant is market rate or if they're Section eight, you still have to interview them. You still have to get a yeah. feel for their experience. You have to look at where they, they've lived previously. You go through all the due diligence, the criminal background, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And then you make a decision on that person, yeah. on whether you believe, get with all the information you've gathered, whether they're market rate or whether they section eight, because market rate tenants will mess all your stuff up too. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all circumstantial. The advantage of section eight though is, if you do your due diligence and you really feel good about the situation with that tenant and their family or whatever they're bringing into that, into that unit, you got guaranteed money coming from yeah. section eight. You know the money's coming, and all you got to do is make sure that you that you keep um, your property in compliance. Mm-hmm. You know, saying as far as the conditions, you know, in the home, because you have to have you know the out, a certain amount of outlets. The windows have to be a certain way. The paint has to be updated. You know, all the different things that you have to do to be in compliance with uh, with Section Eight. If everything is right and you've done your due diligence and you interviewed, you won't have a problem with a Section Eight tenant. It's mm-hmm. not Section Eight that you're worried about. It's the individual, mm-hmm. not not how they're paying for their rent. Now, I do have one other question, though, because I'm already feeling the complaint coming up before we even release the episode. So what's going to be, is it basically, is it worth it to keep the property in compliance uh, monetary wise? Like, is it worth it for what you're making for the rent via Section 8? Not asking for your numbers or anything, but like, is it worth it to keep it in compliance and keep it up to date? Because a lot of people will be like, well, you know, I could I could just not change out that HVAC system, and then you know that's a little bit more money I could save, and then market. No, rate, it's you know? it's worth it for multiple reasons. One, you have to think long term. You can't be thinking short term when you're in real estate, especially mm-hmm. if you have, uh, you know, a cash flowing rental property. By keeping it in compliance, you actually are making sure that that property is going to be, you know, worth more in the end. So you're increasing the the likelihood that the property is going to appreciate. And at some point when you're ready to sell it, instead of you having to come and go put 30, 40, $50,000 in, in, in renovation so that you can get top dollar, you've been incrementally you know, making these, um, these repairs mm-hmm. through, the, through the process. So it's like, it's, would you like to spend a little bit of money every year to, to stay in compliance? Or do you want to spend a big lump sum at the end, which is a lot of work and a lot of time at the end to be able to sell the property? Got you. Know? So I mean, almost like that person would say is monthly for their car budget, like, maintenance versus like just having to pull out a whole shelling for you know new tires at one time yeah right. i mean maintenance is always better like main like people people think so short-sighted because they want to keep so much money in their pocket right now right mm-hmm. now no man like you got to think long term and long term is is doing that that maintenance even think about your own body like you know what you eat how you work out you know what i'm saying like all of these things are about what you do on a daily basis yeah, a monthly nice basis thing. not not oh i need to do this crash diet and try to make everything happen in 30 days. No, just do what you need to do on a daily basis. Yeah. So what type of paperwork and stuff that you have to fill out for to get started in doing Section 8 tenants? 
paperwork? Yeah. Oh, you mean like when you go to get pre-approved at a mortgage company? No, 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 for Section 8. Oh, this like five years ago. Um, <laughs> well, in Chicago, there, there's a, a Section 8 office. And you can, to me, it's better to go to the office than it is to try to do it online, especially in Chicago, man. They have like a lot of these offices. Right. These, these websites are yeah. backwards, man. So I went into the office and got, got the paperwork, did the paperwork right there with the lady. I was being super nice to her. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, I'm single, you know. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I don't know how you want to go go with that, but I really think in person it's a lot better because they'll, they'll take a paperwork right in there and then you'll know when um somebody's going to come out to your property to inspect it because they have to inspect it first before you get the tenant. Okay, so what's the process of like that of going through if you wanted to sign up and say, hey, I got a property I want to rent out. I want to go through Section 8. So you just go to the uh, Section 8 office and just tell them that, then they start the inspection process? Right. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, because you give them like, your address and and you no, so you, you, no you filling out these zoning codes or nothing. No, like no, no. That. It's like these little checklists of, uh, you know, do you have lead, chip lead in there? You should be like, no. And I, I forget. It's like, but like it's a checklist. It's a whole checklist of questions they're going to ask. And then... Uh, yeah, to me, it's like, oh, you're going to ask me all of this stuff, but you're still about to send out a, a person out yeah. anyway just yeah. to make sure you're not lying. <laughs> but then, you know, and then it, it happens annually. But after they approve your unit, then, you know, you're on Craigslist or social media or how, however you get in your tenants. You know, a lot of realtors are leasing agents, too. Yeah, but let's talk about property management. Yeah. And actually, that, well, that's how I got those tenants. Mm -hmm was um, through a leasing agent. But subsequently, like about a year, year and a half after um, I got that property, that's when we got a property manager. And now our property manager does, does all of it for me. She does all my CHA inspections for me. Uh, she makes acts for rental increases every year on my behalf. Mm. Okay. You know, um, she does all that stuff so I don't even have to think. I don't think about it really. Right, so, so now how much do you have to pay her? Because I know 5%. Like, oh, they don't 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. Yeah. 5%. yeah. Now, 5% is pretty much as low as you're going to get because, right. like, industry standard is somewhere between 7 and 10%. Yeah, that's right. what I'm um, But it's all about negotiation. Right. We come in and say, hey, look, we got three apartment buildings, not one. Do you want all three of these? So, on the beginning, right. it's like, oh, you three, three apartment buildings mm -hmm. at 5% is better than one apartment building at, at 7 or 8 or 9 or 10 or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that, that was our negotiating chip. Like, look, look, we no, got not only that, but I, I already told her, like, uh, the landscaping company that I have, I'm just going to send you their name and the contract. It's already set up. In fact, it's probably, be it might be better than what you have for all the rest of your buildings. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she switched over a lot of her other clients over to the landscaper that we had. Now, I'm going to tell you. When it comes to negotiating different things in real estate, whether it's, you know, dealing with a property manager or, or whoever, it's about added value. Mm -hmm. you, you, come in, you, come, you come into any negotiation where you're trying to barter with somebody, or, or, you know, you, you always ask yourself, what do they want out of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? How can you add value to their situation? How do you put money in their pocket? How do you um, help them? You know, in social media, how you get help them get more followers. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you you have something uh, that you want from them, but you 
they're more likely to help you or 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 see it your way if you, if you help them. tell if you help them. Right, right. right. I'm, I'm so glad you touched on that because like that's something that whenever we got on the live we talked about. Whenever you have, whenever you go in negotiations that way, you have that collaboration mindset. Yeah, right. You're trying to work together to get to a point where we benefit each other. Yes, not just like oh, a let me get what I can. Yeah, have a parasitic mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and this this is one thing that's happening right now. You know, hey, shout out to Makia Dameron. Uh, that's our property manager. Like. You know, we're going to continue to expand our portfolio. Like, you know, things, you know, last year and a half or whatever, we've been more focused on our renovations and stuff like that. And people have seen that, right? Because they see it on TV and all, you know, or whatever. But eventually we're going to buy some more rental properties and we'll continue to add to that portfolio. Mm-hmm. And she's going to benefit from doing right by us. Because the other thing, too, is the, is the quality of the work she's doing our behalf, on our behalf. Is right. she actually doing what we need to do to, to ensure that our properties are well maintained and that? You know, we're getting our, our checks on time. It's a beautiful thing, man. When you see that direct deposit, I'm like, bing. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> no, actually, no, no. Yeah. What was crazy is like the first time the rent got increased, and I was like, I don't even remember asking for a rent increase. I'm happy <laughs> this is happening. So I, I hit a Mikia, like, yeah, I just got this letter in the mail saying that my the rent got increased by uh fifty dollars a month. She was like, yeah, I put that in. A couple months ago, I'm, I'm glad they. I was like, oh, yes, I'm glad as well. <laughs> so, so, so at the end of the day, like you know, there, there's value for, for for us, right? Our time is valuable, right? Because mm-hmm. there's for us, like the thing for me right now is we need to be at these meetings, right? We mm-hmm. just got our shout out to Guarantee Rate, you know, what I'm saying our first core sponsor. Yo, um, you know, in order for us to continue to expand our brand and expand our opportunities, we have to physically be out here having these meetings showing up for these interviews um and and networking socials and, and things of that nature that's time consuming so we have to have people working on our behalf like our property management um and the various other people that's on our team you have to build that team and allow them to do the work because now you, we don't have to be there for those things we can be out here continuing to expand our brand and like you all uh whoever's looking at the downer brothers on instagram if you're looking at our instagram and you see like the events we throwing now and Things that we're we're able to do that because we have other people working on a lot of the other work that we you know. And I think that's so so instrumental because a lot of people they won't a lot of people that's in real estate they will say you know I don't want to take that extra experience and pay a property manager or I can manage my my property better than anybody else can. Right. But Mm -hmm. it's so instrumental, like you said, if you really want to build an empire and expand your brand, you have to be able to let go and trust somebody to say, okay, I trust this person. To actually build my business, yeah. but I'm also trusting them so I can keep on expanding my business myself. Man, I'm gonna give y'all a key vocabulary word: delegation. Now yeah, to you got to be able to delegate. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's it, you know, trust comes with that. You know, delegating to other people to handle your, what is your, your money, your, your financials, your bank. Really. But the way, like again, like I say, like you know, as we continue to add properties to our portfolio, that's more and more responsibility. That we, you know, that's time consuming that we don't have to be there for, yeah. so that we can continue doing the things we're doing. Because right, now we're right. moving into joint ventures. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying we're having meetings. You know, every week with a, a different city council member. You know, in, in Chicago, we're meeting with uh, different developers, and we're we're trying to figure out, um, you know, guarantee rate. You know, so it's like all these different different things that we're trying to do to put together another team in another way mm-hmm. to to further expand what we got going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, also, on, I want to pivot to another. Y'all doing all of this, but which one of y'all work fire fire stage? Well, we, we both, both do. So look, y'all doing all of this, man. 
Y'all still got a nine to five though. Y'all still working. Yeah. I mean, well, you know what? We, yeah. We've been fortunate. blessed with a schedule. Our schedule is amazing. Yeah. But it's, it's crazy. Yeah. A lot of people, once they would have gotten to the level that you're yeah, on TV, bro. TV, bro. That mindset, y'all, <laughs> like you said, you're thinking long term. Yeah. So yeah. It, it speaks to the mindset that you need to have. Yeah. You, you still using the money that you're making from your nine to five to fuel and build your brand more. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Now we got it. Okay. I, I love being transparent. The, the transparent part of this is one, we're single. We have no children and we got nothing but time. As five fathers, we work 24 hours on, 48 hours off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we only work in eight or nine days out of a 30 day month. So on those 22 days that we got off, that's when we're, that's why we're, we're when we're hustling. That's when mm -hmm. I'm out here making every phone call, answering every text, showing up to every meeting to make all of these different yeah. things, to, uh, to, for us to be able to make all these things happen. Plus, I, it's still difficult for us with our schedule because people want to see us together. Like when one of us shows up, it's always like, well, where's your brother at? Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah, especially for the yeah. first time, like we have to be together cause they want to see the Downing brothers, brothers yeah, plural. Yeah, you know what yeah, they yeah. Do. <laughs> so it, it's not easy what we're doing, but we do have a special circumstance that allows us to do what we're doing. So, I mean, you know, I just want, I always I, like being this, transparent. This is my thing too, man. Like, like, we have six figure incomes as firefighters, right? Even if your income was 40,000, you need to be able to come not only replace that, but increase that before you just quit your job. Yeah. Right. Folks be like prematurely just jumping yeah, out. There. I get it, man. Like when we were on TV, a lot of people were feeling that way. Like, like why y'all still, still got you know jobs no, and all no, that? No, that's the thing. I remember when we first walked in here before we press record. We was talking about this social media reality, and then yeah. there's reality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And so on social media, it'll be it's easy to front, like you got X, Y, and Z, and you in this position. For, right. But then in reality, it's like, okay, what, what's actually going on? What's actually going on for us is it's better for us to hustle seven days a week than to just do four days a week and then front like we got all this, you know, money and, and we're all comfortable because like, well, and, and you know, comfortable is different for different people. And like comfortable for me is, you know what I'm saying, this making two and a half times what I'm making right now and then stepping away from the fire department. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Not just having what I got now when I step away from it and then I didn't really advance. I just basically got at the, the same place. Same, yeah. At the same yeah. place. Trying to be at the same place. No, no, no. Just, we got just to, to be able to say we have a real estate company. Yeah. Yeah. So you now. To talk to us about you know a year and a half from now, you know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Circumstances. That's why y'all everywhere y'all are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. But th th this is the thing: like you have to put one, one. You know, the word is powerful. Like when you say something, you believe it. Your thoughts change. Your actions mm -hmm. change. Man, I'm gonna tell you. Like, we, I mean, it's it, when when I, when the idea came into my mind. One, let's let's uh, start this brand. Let's uh, start our website. Yeah. Let's start the podcast, Homecoming with the Downer Brothers. Let's, uh, you know, like, let's start, make some merch. All of that stuff started off as ideas that I then spoke into reality and said to my brother, hey, maybe we should start doing this. It needs to be real. Then we took the action on that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, and for us, like, for me, I wake up every morning, like, what am I going to do now? What are we, what phone calls are we going to make? Who do we need to follow up with? Where do I need to physically drive to? and go do something about rather than mm -hmm. just sitting there in the room, just continue to think about, oh, that'll be very great to do. Like, no, you got to take action on everything. And that action will then, you know, you'll start to see. And then when people see it on, 
see the big crowd show up, they think that happened like overnight. Yeah? No, no. <laughs> what? We was working every day to make yeah. to to get to this point where where all of this stuff is happening. So you right. got to go out there and take action. Whoever listening, yeah, you bet you got it. Get out your room, get out your house, and get out there and go get it. Stop, stop just dreaming about it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That analysis paralysis is a killer. I'm really glad you touched on it because that was big. What you just said, yeah, like yeah, like that shit is such a a, a major problem, especially with a lot of people's mindsets. I'm a school teacher, so Mm -hmm. that's why I do. And a lot of the kids that have that instant gratification mindset, that just Mm -hmm. that like, oh, if I do it this, if I just do what they're doing, it'll be like that. They always have that grass is greener effect. They're looking at stuff for the the tip of the iceberg and not the rest of it. They never actually mm-hmm. see the work. So I'm glad y'all got that call to action on that. It's easy to listen to podcasts. Yeah. It's easy to listen to audiobook. The hard part is actually going out there and doing this and shit doing and learning it. it. And doing yeah. it. And look, don't be afraid to start something. Fences, all of us had that first day that we uh that we created our Instagram account and you only had one follower, right? Every mm-hmm. when you start something you're not going to immediately have all the attention or receive all the support and all the money. But we all started with nothing. And then every day worked on creating the content and creating the plan and creating the event, you know, every day working, working, working to then get to the point where people start to recognize the work. And like our motto is dream, plan, execute. You dream Mm -hmm. about it first, you create the plan and you write it down. You know what I'm saying? Then you actually take action on it to execute the plan. Yeah. You have to do all three phases, though. All, all three right. phases. I think too many people get stuck on the dream. And then they say, well, you know, God is going to make a way. A miracle is oh, going to happen. Oh, and then they wait their whole life for a miracle to happen yeah. instead of moving to the plan part where you plan for that thing that, that you know, that you were dreaming. Man, God helps those who help themselves. So how are you helping yourself today? Yo, right. Amen. But but that's so pivotal and so vital though, man, because a lot of people they'll like to say, you know, I got faith, but a lot of people forget that faith without work is dead. Without yeah. work. You gotta put works. the work yeah. in. Yeah. You got to. You gotta got put the work in. But a lot of people they want to just, you know, sit back. I'm gonna wait till God, you know, like like you said, oh God didn't tell me my time was ready. But he can't tell you time was ready if you didn't start. But 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 me, meanwhile. Every day they go home and they sit on their ass for four hours and watch Netflix every night. Mm-hmm. I, man, I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. Like or, or when I do, it's like I got a special day where I can go ahead and binge three three episodes or something yeah. like that. But on a daily basis, yeah, though, yeah, mm-hmm. I always ask myself, have I done more work than pleasure? Yep. Because the pleasure is yeah. gonna come. You hey, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, I like that. I like that. And I even I like what you said with the dream plan execute, especially even thinking back to what you said, like the story that you were telling us earlier. When you figure it out about, okay, this is how long it's going to be to hit on my credit. You know, mm-hmm. this is the way for me to get out of it. This is the current situation I'm in. You did all that planning, mm-hmm. but I still know so many people who would have been like, okay, I can finesse it like that. It will work out the two years and everything and still wouldn't pull the trigger. Right. They'd be so scared right. to try to take that risk that they wouldn't pull the trigger on it and they would just sit there and then let the situation go bad. But y'all dreaming, mm-hmm. planning, executing just makes it, it works out so much better if you just do it. That Those three simple steps. Oh, you got to be fearless. <laughs> like, people need to be brave. People out here acting like they brave. They talk all tough, on, especially on social media. They talk oh, all yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, internet game. Bro, bro, I, like, I'm fearless <laughs> now. And, you know, and, your, and look, your confidence. Like, I didn't start off completely confident because, you know, you got to have a little bit of faith about the unknown. Mm-hmm. But that faith in the unknown led to jumping out there and actually moving forward with that plan. 
But man, once it actually happened and it worked, every closing that we go to, it's like it becomes easier. This is a normal thing. Like this isn't like, oh, it's some impossible feat to, to actually close on a property or to then sell the property for a profit. Now that I know those things, my confidence level just keeps on rise. Like the Downer Brothers are fearless, bro. I've never, we never had a, a corporate sponsor. We, we've never sat in and at one point we had never met with aldermen, you know, or city council members. That's what they call them in Chicago, aldermen. Um, we never met with these people. We had them had a serious conversation, look, standing across from somebody who can actually open doors for us. You gotta be fearless though. And then you'll start to build your confidence and realize who you are. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And once you once you're confident in who you are and you know your own value, then everybody else will start to recognize that value. So when I walk into a room, I expect excellence. I expect doors to open. I expect somebody a special phone call. I expect if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. To jump in the DM with the Black Wealth Renaissance and for them to respond to me, because I, I'm, a, hey, I'm humble. I reached out to y'all, and then y'all responded. You know what I'm saying? I reached out to Earn Your Leisure, and then Rashad responded. I reached out to Rashana, and then she responded. Like, I'm humble. I'm not sitting here like, I'm going to wait for y'all to come yeah, reach out to me. Because, yeah, we on TV. They yeah, let them reach us. out to us. No, I will be waiting a long time. No, I'm humble. <laughs> you, know, hey, you know, we're humble, and we work hard. You know what I'm saying? We're humble, and we go get it. And then, you know, we work from there. And I think that's, that's, that's important, too, because we're the same way, man. Like, we're humble, too. We'll reach out to people. We'll try to go talk to people. And a lot of people, whenever they, they meet us, they're like, oh, y'all just some regular people. But like, yeah, it's like, we're not here to put on the front, even the page. It was never about us. It was, about it was us. always mm. about the movement, the Black Wealth Renaissance. Yeah. Yeah. That's why a lot of people are there like, y'all humble. Yes, because we know it's bigger than us. We're just playing our part to this movement. We that's just all we do. The light. That's, that's, all, that's what we wanted to do. We right, did what right. We wanted to shine the light. It's not about us. So It's I, working too, bro. Hey, yeah, it's definitely working. Yes, that was the main thing we wanted to do. We wanted to create a platform where it was like, we see all these dope people. We see the Downing Brothers of the world, and we see them doing stuff, and we want to make sure that the world gets to know about it. Because right. it didn't mm -hmm. seem like a lot of you yeah. know places were making that a big deal. You know, we're making that a thing to like, okay, let's talk about these black entrepreneurs yeah, like, that are doing amazing things, you know? So we wanted to highlight that. Every time I think of it, I think of that J. Cole leg, bro. I look for heroes, but I see none in sight. Unless he dribble, are you fed with mics? Yeah. But it's like, mm -hmm. we gonna show those heroes that's doing work mm -hmm. within the community though. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. we yeah. do have real heroes who doing some great shit for our community. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's yeah. what I wanted to start. And the fact that you mentioned something about the community actually leads me to the next thing I wanted to ask yeah. the Adam Brothers about. Now, y'all said something on the interview. Now, I do my little stalking of our guests. You okay. know, I, I got to go check out stuff. You know, I got to go see what you're talking about. Yeah. But y'all had said something that I really liked. Y'all said social impact investing. And I wanted to yes. see if y'all could kind of speak on that a little bit more because, like, a lot of people always think, oh, if you're talking about getting money, it has to be at somebody else's loss. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I would like for y'all to speak to that a little bit to kind of explain it. Yeah, so social impact investing for us is, you know, when we – renovate a property in a, in, a, in a neighborhood, in the neighborhoods that we grew up on, on the south side of Chicago, knowing that we're gonna make a boarded up property be of value 
and bring pride to the community and bring and add value to the community and then you know someone buys that property and they raise a family in it so we made a social impact because now mm. and get this not because of gentrification but to prevent the neighborhood from going down in the first place Boom. right and so now yeah. for us when we talk about social impact as our influence has grown and our notoriety has grown within the city now as we can scale that social impact from just doing one house at a time or one apartment building at a time to in the future moving into you know um redeveloping um you know vacant elementary schools we got like 50 vacant elementary schools yeah, in the city of chicago yeah, 54 wow. it was 54 that got were closed in Just the same year the yeah. same year yeah they closed yeah. all 54 of them well was it well the majority of them were elementary schools it was like maybe three or four yeah. high schools too in detroit though a lot of their like public schools Right, right. Because so, and then what happened is some of them are vacant, and then some of them were uh, uh, they allow charter schools to go into them. Yeah, I was about to say. So the thing yeah, is, these schools are all spread out across primarily the south side of Chicago and the west side of Chicago. So a social impact for us, which are the black sides of Chicago, right? So the, the social impact for us is to be able to take one of those vacant elementary schools and then create forty or fifty uh, affordable housing units, you know, apartment mm -hmm. buildings. So now the social impact, like, yeah, are we going to make money on that? Yes. Let's just right. be clear about it. Right. We're gonna, we'll, we'll make money redeveloping those properties. But at the same time, some of those neighborhoods are neighborhoods where because the Obama Center is coming, now the rents are going to go from $1,200 for a three-bedroom mm -hmm. to $2,000, $2,500, $3,000. So now some certain people right. are not going to be able to afford to stay in that neighborhood. Yeah. Like they're they're Woodline. They're going to get forced out of Woodline. So we were thinking, let's make an oasis. That, that that school can be turned into somewhere between 40 and 50 units apartment buildings that are going to be affordable. Affordable meaning you would, you would need to make $42,000 or less to qualify to get into that uh, to that unit. To and that three bedroom would still only be $1,200 rather than the market rate, which would be you know two, between two and three thousand dollars. So now people who would have had no opportunity to, to continue to stay in the neighborhood, now get to stay in the neighborhood in completely brand new renovated um, apartments. Mm -hmm. And then, and now that's senior citizens, that's veterans with vouchers, that's section eight, or that's people who aren't on section eight, but make less than $42,000, right? So now they get to stay in the neighborhood. Now imagine the Downer Brothers, you know, in partnership, joint ventures with, with some huge developers doing that around the city. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That then allows for people to stay in the neighborhoods. That is the biggest social impact you can make. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the thing about mixed, um, mixed income buildings like that, 80% of the building will be for people that make 42,000 or less. And then 10 to 15% of it will be market rate. So those people will still be paying $2,500, $3,000. And then section eight will be like 5% of the building. Yeah, so I definitely wanted to ask y'all, like, how y'all going to break it down? I know a lot of people, they'll say, you know, you said something at a lower value, mm -hmm. people tend to value it less. So I was going to ask you guys, you know, how do you type of, I know you said interviewing is very, very important, but whenever you got 50, 100 units, like, that's 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 a bigger, not really. Well, right. it's well like no, this, well, I, I can answer that question. In order to, to order to keep the value up, one, we're not, we're making that property so that it has all the amenities that people look for in nice buildings. So, you know, whether you have a, a computer lab 
um, um, hardwood floors, hardwood floors, a workout facility, a doorman, um, you know, maybe maybe have some retail, you know, a coffee shop, whatever it is attached to that building. So as we redevelop it, mm-hmm. people are proud to live there. It's brand new and it has the amenities that you would find in a very nice apartment building. So that's how you add that the value. Plus, you're in a neighborhood that's surrounded by the amenities, because the whole entire neighborhood is is going up to three thousand dollars a month, completely surrounded by three thousand dollars a month apartment build uh, apartment units. I should say, yeah, it's it's happening in Chicago like that. Yeah, and and it's all on speculation because a lot of stuff hasn't even you know the Obama Center hasn't been built yet. Tiger Woods hasn't redeveloped the golf course yet. It's speculation about. But, when those things come. But that, that school, as, and this is hypothetical, but at that school, it's only four blocks away from the Obama Center location, which means everything around it is going to blow, blow up. up. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, you know, that's, like, I really like just the full example of what y'all just explained, because, like, a lot of people always think, like, oh, you know, it's invasive people coming with Starbucks and stuff like that. People think that. But no, it's it's like, this is a good, you know, this is Obama Center. This is something that's good for the community. Right. It's bringing stuff in and it's just going to raise the value. And it's like, instead of sitting there and complaining about it when everybody gets priced out, this is the way that we get in and create, and like y'all said, an oasis for our people to be mm-hmm. able to live here affordably mm-hmm. and then also turn around and be able to enjoy the benefits of the community that just got built up. But it's like, these are the ways to try to attack that or combat that versus complaining about it. Right. And then it's, it's, you know, we just have to make people aware. It's the awareness factor. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'm not even talking about our community. I'm talking about make the decision makers, right? The politicians and the corporate entities, you know, um, aware that this is a way that can be done that the community will appreciate rather than just come in and just redevelop something, knock something down. And then, you know, there's nothing there for, people who, who already or live originally right. live there right so it's our job to be ambassadors for the community to make these things happen and i love it man instead of being transactional we need to be transformative mm-hmm. that needs to be the thought process when we become developers because moving from being a rehabber to developer is what this conversation that we're having is about right and there's a difference because really it's a, it's a it's a mentality like when you're just flipping houses it's purely transactional it's like let me get the property renovate it and how much margin what's the margin for for, for victory right like how much money am i gonna make but being transformative is like you know what impact is that property going to have on the community and and also could you give up a little bit of that margin to make the property even better by putting the right type of security doors on it or putting a garden out in front or um, whatever type of amenity that the nicer places have, are you willing to do it just a little bit nicer so that people in the neighborhood are like, yo, the neighborhood is getting better. And you know something, y'all, this is already going on and this is already what's been happening. If you don't have those security doors and the things like that, it's because somebody came, they made the money and they didn't care. That's what we need to do is start investing in the people that actually care. Like, yeah. like the Downing Brothers, our new ambassadors. I'm calling them that for now. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> and I'm going to say it on this episode too. Avengers are simple, damn it. Yeah, yeah the know, Avengers right? are simple. That's you know what I'm saying? Y'all have talked about that on, on, on something else that I watched too, and I thought that was really cool. Like how y'all feel like this whole entrepreneurial movement yeah. 
this renaissance, you may call it. Yes, it is. It is. It is a renaissance. You know, it's almost like a superhero movement. You know, you kind of have all these different people, these different characters coming in from different places. <laughs> Let me tell you how crazy this is. Our Founders Day was uh, Thursday, September nineteenth. This this past Thursday, mm -hmm. you said R, like you know, who, like they know oh, who Iota Phi Theta. We're we're members of Iota Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated. Ow, ow. yeah. And that same day, I went to go see uh, the mobile home uh, elite investors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout I out! Went, shout out! I went oh, to their event, yeah. took pictures, in, you know, in front of their their screen and whatnot. Makes you know, man, they had a packed room too. Yeah. They're making that thing happen. And they got something to say. Yeah, we, we, we got to tune in for them. We yeah, do, like, too, because we didn't know. You know? That's, that's like our yeah, people. Yeah, like, like, that was one of our first yeah. episodes that we've ever done like with a guest. Oh, OK. Oh, I, oh. Yeah, was, oh, oh, now I got to go back and listen yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, I got to go back and listen to it. But no. He was our second guest. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That wasn't the only thing I did. Then from there, I went to go see Rashana Scott for her birthday real estate meetup. Yeah. Even though I knew it was Founders Day and I had a party to go to for my fraternity, I made sure I made it to both their events. Right. Then I went to go, you know, celebrate with the bros. It, because when we come to each other's events, we're bringing our crowds to each other, these events, and the people that follow us may get the opportunity of a lifetime that they didn't even know about yeah. until we decided to come, you know, pull up. Right, and then they all of a sudden they click and say, "Oh, I didn't know about them. Let me let me learn more yeah. about." Them. I put them in my stories. I put both of their events in my stories. Right, and and that's you what it's about though, like just connecting with each other, and that's what I really look at it as. Like all of us, we like the connecting pieces to actually just helping the community grow and just uplift each other, man. Mm -hmm. So I definitely appreciate everybody. Oh, and, and I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it one step further. I'm gonna say it right here on this podcast. Like, okay, next week. We got Earn Your Leisure coming, Rashad and Troy. So you know what I'm going to do when, when I see them in person? Well, one, they're going to be on our podcast, and we're going to be on theirs. We're shooting the same day, you know, together, right? But while I'm there, we connected Mobile Home Elite with them in person because they come in and we record that episode, too. So now they're going to meet them. Then I'm going to call you all, maybe put you all on FaceTime so you all can meet Rashad and Troy on FaceTime, and it connects y'all. We had them on the podcast. Oh, you already had it. So my, but my thing is, it's like, I didn't know that, but in my, my mind, that's how we supposed the, to think the, anyway, though. In order for the Avengers to grow and for us to, we got to connect each other. Yeah. And, and y'all shouldn't have to ask. Like, we should just do it, right? Yeah. That's all it's about. Like, y'all, like, I'm not asking y'all, y'all don't have to ever ask. Like, when I see somebody that will contribute to the greater cause, to the Renaissance, I'm gonna connect it. And hopefully one day, y'all know that old school picture they took it back in Harlem, back in the, in the, in yeah. the, in the, in the 30s, 40s, whatever it was. Like, I can't wait for all of us to be able to take that picture together. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. Yeah, that boy's speaking some affirmations, boy. May 2020. May Hey, it's coming. <laughs> Let's do it. That's all I got to say. Yeah, Let's do it. Whatever well, he talking about on winning going to be very clear in 2020. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There yes. we go. Yeah, 2020 vision, bro. So Clear eye. <laughs> I see, hey, we see you. We see it. You know what I mean? So, but y'all, nobody has to ask, though. You know, it should just be a mentality of let's let's share, you know, collaboration over competition. Like, we ain't competing. I ain't, we're not competing with y'all. We all in this together. Yeah. Everybody can eat with me on their own lane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people just don't, they don't understand that, though. Like, they don't realize that you can really, you can make a grand spectacle out of everything that you're doing by just showing love to people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. By making, by just making sure that you show love to people and you shine your light on other people, you can end up making your light that much brighter. Facts. Facts. 
I love that. Hey, That's so perfect. for everybody out there listening right now, whatever you do, collaborate with people that other people that's doing what you do is it, it, everybody can help each other to, to grow your business or whatever your cause is through collaboration. The other thing too, go out here, buy some property, start your business. And it, if you don't know where to start, start doing your research, start writing it down and then go out there and start making it happen because we may seem special. You may go look and see what we got on our Instagram page, Facebook page, whatever, and think that it's, it, but you can do it too. You can do it too. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you touched on that too. Uh, because you talked about ways to invest. Uh, we spoke on camera about land banks. Oh, yeah, let's yeah, talk about let's it. Let's get into those. Like, cause we talk about that a little bit and so we can tell the people a little bit more about those because we were just learning about land banks ourselves. Right. So, all right, so let's talk about these land banks. So right now, um, we, we, we uh, have a partnership with Cook County Land Bank Authority. So mm -hmm. Chicago sits within Cook County. Can you tell us, like, first, what is a land bank? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So a land bank is not a financial institution. When they refer to a land bank, um, a land bank is actually an inventory of properties that a government agency has accumulated, typically through uh, tax sales. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the Cook County Land Bank, what they do is, um, in odd years, which is like this year, 2019, um, they go to the tax sale and they use government funds to bid on properties at the tax tax sale and they basically bid on almost every single property and whatever you know and because they bid on so many properties they get an inventory of properties which and is they, a, they got the big bank which is the inventory with and that inventory is what the bank is the inventory of properties yeah. so now they got hundreds of properties or thousands of properties that they then turn around and sell at under market value some of these properties are you know gut rehabs but some of these properties actually don't require a whole don't require a whole lot of renovation Mm -hmm. Either way, though, you're getting their property under market value. So you go and find out if there is a land bank in your community. Usually it's run by the county or the parish, like in Louisiana. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you find out where a land bank is in, in your community and then go through their inventory and, and, go and learn the process of purchasing a property from them. It's now, 21st century, so most of them have websites. Right. Now, with the way, how is it practical for, for the listeners, right? What, what you do is you locate the property and let's say that mm -hmm. property is worth um is in it has an after rehab value of two hundred thousand but at the land bank you buy the property for a hundred thousand because it's under market value maybe it requires fifty thousand of renovation what you can do is go to the bank to a financial institution and get a renovation loan a 203k renovation loan, a Fannie Mae renovation loan, and they'll give you the money to buy the property for the 100,000 and they'll give you the 50,000 to do the renovation rolled into one from the land bank. So now, so now you, you've bought the property, you've done the renovation, mm -hmm. maybe it takes you 90 days, 120 days to do that renovation, and now, but now you have all in a property for $150,000 that you can either live in for you and your family or turn around and sell at 200,000 because now you got 50,000 in equity. Yeah. Now, the thing is though, let's be, I'm always want to be real. If you if you uh, sell it immediately in less than 2 years, you're going to have to pay taxes on that 50,000 in profit. Right. But if you go ahead and live there for 2 years, house hack is a word that's been thrown around, which is what I did. After 2 years, now it's it, it may be worth 50,000, maybe worth more because after 2 years you might have a little bit more of appreciation. Mm -hmm. Then you walk away tax-free with that check. Now, what do you do with that check? Now you can go 
buy a multi-unit, you can go flip a house, you can go start that business, go get an SBA loan so you can start, you know, get your franchise of that pizza place you've been eyeing or whatever it is. You got all these options because of that equity. But it all started at going to the land bank and buying a property under market value and then using the financial, um, you know, tools and instruments like the 203K to make all of these things happen. It's possible for you. If you're listening right now, you can't do this. And just oh, research crazy. everything that he's throwing around, like the 203K and everything. Go research that. Take the time out. Write, write it down. Let's go on Google and just, just really go learn. Like he said, it's not hard to learn, man. Google is at your fingertips on your phone. If you don't have a phone, you got public libraries. You can learn if you're willing to learn. I, I want to say this, too. The, the 203K um, FHA renovation loan, pause it if you didn't get that 203K FHA renovation loan is one of the safest type of loans you can get because any contractor that does the renovation on your behalf has to be uh, licensed with, you know, uh, with FHA, FHA and they get their draws. The draws that is generally three draws for the first phase of the renovation, the second phase and the third phase of the renovation, depending on how extensive the renovation is and that money comes directly to you to then pay them but the, the big part they have to do the first phase with no money out of their own out pocket of, they have to do it out the of contractor. their own pocket the contractor which is safe for you because they can't just get 25 grand from you in the first phase yeah, and then walk right. away without lifting a finger no they have to do the work first then an FH, then whichever mortgage company you got the FHA loan from we'll send an sends an inspector to inspect that first phase. And if they are satisfied with that, then the money is released to you, to you to give to them. Right. Then they do the second phase, you know, the checklist of things that you want done. Yeah, line item. And so now, even for you guys out there that don't want to get into flipping and rehabbing and all that, they just want to have a dream home. This is how you get your dream home. When Anthony did that, the, the, the Greystone in Bronzeville, 3,000 square foot home. He had them put, he had them put speakers in the living room and in the kitchen, the ceilings. You know, he redid what, two out of the four ba uh, bathrooms? Yeah, two out of the four. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It was, dude, we had so many great parties there. I mean, the surround sound speakers. Oh, <laughs> like, I had to have been there, bro. It's lit. It's it, great, it, <laughs> but that's the thing about the FHA loan. It's, one of the, again, one of the safest ways. ways to make the house look the way you want it to look right now. After you had that experience, once you've made it through all of that, you had that experience, then you can level up because of that experience and that confidence to doing hard money lending, which is what we did, went to next, which is how we started doing our renovations with hard money, you know, which then led to all these other incredible opportunities that we've had now where people actually pay us to do renovations, yeah. or, you know, and stuff That's like crazy. that. So, and, um, but again, the Genesis story, right? The origin story, you know, as, as an Avenger, like <laughs> how do we become one of the quote unquote black wealth renaissance Avengers, right? It was because of that origin story. You all can do what we did. You can cash flow as the, as, as these shirts say, if you guys see it, you can cash flow with multi-units, three and a half percent down. You can find a property for 150 grand and through negotiation only have to come in there with two or $3,000. It's possible for you to do that. You know what I'm saying? You can buy a single family home that needs renovation and come to the table with $4,000, right? And then two years later, walk away with a check for 80 grand untaxed. You can do that. 
Hmm. I'm telling you through experience. I ain't telling you something that's theoretical. You can this do was, it. This was our story, man. Yeah, this is our yeah. story. And so, and that has created us our, our ability to flip houses and to partner with the Cook County Land Bank and to partner with Guaranteed Rate Mortgage and to, you know, show up on HDTV and then to, you know, have our own podcast and all, you know, everything from the origin though. You got to get your start, but you can do it. I promise you, y'all, y'all can do this. Yeah, they just, love they it, just laid it out for you step yeah. by step. Y'all better listen to these guys. If you got to, go back and listen to it again. Speaking yeah. on uh, HGTV, can y'all explain more about your uh, TV show? All right, so, oh, man, I forgot yeah, about hey, that. We forget about it, because I be, you know, I'm Yo, always so busy talking about what we're doing right this minute. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that, we felt, that was by accident. You know, I, we, we, we were, you know how some people are like, I'm pursuing a TV show, like, I really want to be on TV? No, man, we was just flipping, uh, you know, flipping houses. And one of our buddies that we went to college with. He's an alpha, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Shout out to, hey, to, Detroit, to Troy Pryor, you know, Tall Shafter down at the University of yeah. Illinois. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We respect everybody. But uh, yeah, Troy, you know, he went to school with us. He saw what we was doing and he actually helps filmmakers and, um, you know, produce films and things of that nature. And he was looking for a place for a horror movie, to, you know, to, uh, a, a, torture, a torture scene for a horror movie. Yeah. Crazy stuff, right? Yeah. So he came through, um, they looked at the spot. And then while we was out there, he kind of like, we thought he was joking. He was like, hey, I know another alpha. <laughs> His name is Craig Harris. You know what I'm saying? Um, that uh, is a producer and he has shows on TV already. And they're looking for some talent, and particularly minority talent, uh, for HGTV. Are y'all interested? Like the Property Brothers, blah, blah, blah. And we looked at them, and we kind of giggled, laughed a little bit. Like, man, whatever, man. Man, we, we, we just, this is a side hustle, man. We firefighters, bro. Yeah. yeah. But now nah, he was like, no, I'm serious, man. I can put him on the phone right now. And then he put him on speakerphone, like, right there. Because he's like us. Like, he's like, you know, sense of urgency. Got to get it right now type dude. So I'm like, okay. He put us on speakerphone. We did, like, this basically, it came, became like a phone interview almost. He was asking us all these questions about what we do and where we at and what kind of properties we've done and all this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, well, you know, you guys sound real interesting, but I, I need some photos and a bio. Can y'all get that to me tonight? Can y'all email it to me? Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. So, you know, knowing us, though, we... Once we realize something is real and serious, we're like, you know, let's do it tonight. Let's not lollygag and wait another day or two or whatever. We sent it to him the next morning. He hit us back the next morning like, oh, this is great. We want to we wanna bring a film crew out there to do what they call a sizzle reel. And we're like, what's a sizzle? A sizzle reel, you know, I think sizzle, I think like, you know, a steak, a steak or something, you know, sizzle in the pan. No, he was like, no, sizzle reels, we, you know, we record for your personality so people can know um, what y'all sound like and what y'all look like, your character and all this, that, and the other. Right. So they came out like like three, four days later, did that. But then we didn't hear from them for like three, four months. I'm a, and literally so forgot, we forgot about, about it. it. Like, oh, okay. Again, because it wasn't our thing to be, to be on TV. We was just like, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So whatever. Then all of a sudden we get a call saying, hey, they want more. They want more. Like they want us to film some more stuff. So they came out and we filmed. But they, they were like, but this time it needs to be at a, a, a finished house. So we hit up our, our realtor again, Rachel Ruffin, and she was like, yeah, I have, I have a house in, I forget what neighborhood that was in, but we went to that person's house and, and, filmed, we, some more and filmed some more stuff. And, and it made it look like, okay, that first set of footage was at the place we were renovating for real. Yeah. We was tearing stuff down and this is like the finished product. Cause you know, the sizzle reels, Kind of like making an episode that you would make on HGTV, yeah, right. putting that stuff together. Right. So, because they, they wanted more information, so we did that, and then we made it another three, four months. 
before we heard from them again. So then it was like, okay, they ain't really real. And then we finally get this call saying, hey, HGTV just lit y'all. They got the funding. They want to go ahead and do this show. And then we like, yo, HGTV want us? For real? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. You know, say less. Say less. <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, we had to, lo we had to locate a property for us to, to actually do the renovation because we really did that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, um, which was not easy, you know what I'm saying? Everything that could go wrong went wrong, for real. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, but, you know, we got through that, made it happen, and then, you know, we debuted. They had us on DIY first um, back in yeah. December of 2018, and then uh, we debuted on HGTV in January, um, and we had, you know, superb ratings and things of that nature. Like, yeah. really you know, ratings. I mean, it was a dream, dream scenario and stuff like that, and then the city really came out for us. Like, you know, we did, like, a, a showing at, at the Harper Movie Theater in High Park on the South Side. Yeah. Had, like, 400 people show up for that. Like, I'm like... Bro, people like really people are ready for black folks they were to be ready, on HDTV. People are ready to, to see themselves <laughs> out there like that. And really people, you know, got behind us. And then we did the whole press tour and went on every TV show and went on every talk show and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it was just surreal, bro. I, like, I'm seeing myself on TV. I'm like, this is really happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And by the way, y'all know who Craig Harris is, the, our, our producer. Y'all played Mortal Kombat when y'all were younger? Yeah. That's Get over here, the Scorpion. Yeah, that was his voice. He also had the wow. was he also voiced Jax yeah. in Mortal Kombat yeah. too. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So yeah. he's also he's an alpha, but he's also uh, Mortal Kombat voices. One, 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 <laughs> one nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all had to be here then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? But I mean, look, look at that collaboration though. You know, don't, don't ever let people say that the alphas and iotas can't get along. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, D9 can get along. That's right. Right. Honestly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and actually, okay, let's talk about college campus stuff. Like, yo, collaboration over competition. Man, how silly do we look when we up here arguing or don't want to work together, don't want to support each other, When, you, especially when you're at a predominantly white institution? We look like fools. And that was when mm -hmm. I was in PhD president okay. at my campus. Right. And that was one of the biggest things I, pre I really spoke on. It's like, man. We all split up. We need to unify and we really need to come together yeah. because we all look alike. We're just in different colors and different letters, but right. we're all really pushing the same, same damn agenda. agenda. Right. We mm -hmm. all want to make a difference. Yeah. We all want to supply community service. Right. We all are here to help motivate, uplift, transcend, whatever you want to do to the world. And graduate. And graduate. Exactly. I was waiting to graduate. And graduate. And graduate. Most of all. <laughs> right. So yeah. why, why do we all have to be beefed out or doing some silly Bullshit, man. We gotta, we gotta be mature, man. Like we need to be more mature, and I think that's one of the things too. Like we, and we went on a man, tangent. It's easier now. to say that now that we're like, yeah, now that we all years older, removed. But yeah. it, you know, if we all have a chance to go back to our to our chapters and, and holler at the bros that are currently in chapter, like we have to let them know that y'all gotta grow up and see the bigger picture, and do programming that matters, and do your best to try and extend. Uh, olive branch to the rest of the organization so that we all look better because at the end of the day they don't care about our colors and stuff like that they see all of us is is, is black men and women on campus and are we going to give them the all-american image or are we going to give them some foolishness you know what i'm saying and that's what it comes down to so when we go back you know that's what i'm trying to do and the thing is i'm not afraid to go talk to the undergrads to the, to the undergrad alphas or Kappas or whoever. When I come on campus, I'm talking to everybody, not just not, not just the IOTAs, you know what I'm saying? So, like, we got to all do better, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's the reason why, let's bring it back to this, that's the reason why the Renaissance matters, because we need to all look better. We need to all push an agenda that brings all of us up, you know what I'm saying? Not just individually, but as a community, you know what I'm saying? So, like, 
that's what's important to us. And I think the way, the more we bless people with this free game, mm-hmm. but that's what we've been starting to you know, yeah. push our hashtag free game, but the more free game we give, yeah. it uplifts all of us. And when all the votes rise, we all are going to take yeah. advantage of that. I love you. Yes. I love you. Yeah. So on that note, we're going to pivot to the last segment of the show. Okay. Uh, we didn't warn y'all before. We do a segment called What's on Your Timeline. So we just uh, normally ask our guests, what's something you've seen on social media? Either that you posted or somebody else posted that you thought was impactful, or important, something you just want to speak on, you know? Mm-hmm. About this. Yeah, I wish y'all just told me. Yeah, before we started the episode. Yeah. Um, no, I, well, this is the thing. So, so like on our Downer Brothers page, like all we do is is follow other like influences within business mm-hmm. and and uh, renovation. Like we don't we don't have all that nonsense. We don't follow those nonsense pages. So what I, what I like right now is I see there are a lot of people doing um, education seminars and stuff like that in cities all across the, um, across the nation. And I'm getting best practices from that, you know, seeing what other people are pushing, like how they're doing their seminars and you know, being creative with it. it I see people starting to do dinners. Uh, what's his name? Um, it's a cat out of uh, Philadelphia, uh, June, uh, what's his name? June something, but this brother, he, he's doing, he's a developer now. And he started when he was in college. So he went to school right there. I think he went to Temple. Yeah, he went to Temple. And he started doing, um, just like us, he renovated the house. And then it just kind of like, he fell in love with it and started escalating his process. And he scaled now. And now he's got a construction company. And he's doing a bunch of stuff. He got an event space. He did a seminar where it was a dinner. And I'm like, yo, that's a creative way to do it. Like, yeah. you do an event right, you do a dinner, people... You know, people pay for it. I mean, ain't free to, for the food or for you know, for the game. But he did he did that, and he had like twenty five people. You can see them sitting at the table, and he got the little PowerPoint up there, this that, and the other. But you know, creative ways um, to educate people and get people interested in, in, in this movement, which is to create more entrepreneurs and more real estate investors and, and businesses um, in in our space. And so I see people like what he's doing, and he's in Philly, and I don't know that market at all. Um, but I like what he's doing, and I know we can apply those best practices to to where we are. Love it. Got anything, bro? Yeah. You know what? I think that that really addressed. And I don't know why I thought you were talking about like Doug Pete. No, no, not, uh, Doug. Shout out to Doug, Doug Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's how he's Doug Depp. Yeah. That's how you it's Doug Depp. Yeah, yeah Doug, Doug Depp. Depp. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm not looking I'm at a phone lying. right now. So, I mean, I can't yeah. get his name wrong. Yeah, 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 Doug yeah. Depp. Doug yeah. Depp. Yeah, I love, I love what I see from uh, Doug Depp. And, you know, I, I want to collaborate with him. You know what I'm saying? All these people that's out there on the East Coast, see on the East Coast, right? DMV or something like that. I think so. Yeah. yeah. But um, he's dope, too. Yeah, he's dope, too. And, like, I, I'm learning from seeing what they're doing. I'm saying, oh, we can apply that to what we're doing in Chicago. You know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I think um, what you take in visually on social media is super important. Like eliminate all the video vixens and all the gangster world star star pull. Like eliminate all of that, unfollow all of that, right? And then you follow Black Wealth Renaissance, okay? Follow Doug Depp, the Downer Brothers, um, uh, Ty Ty Billionaire. Like follow- Follow Black Apocalypse. Follow investor. Yeah, yeah follow Chris. Chris. Uh, yeah. Chris investor with no yeah. vowels, bro. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. all you got is an E. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. yeah. You know, fo- follow people that are going to teach you something 
and eliminate all the rest because now that's the only thing that's coming into your mind is things that are going to push you forward that are going to educate you and that's been super important for me because now i stay motivated every day like i when i open up the down and brothers page and i go and see the people the, the pages that i'm following it's yeah, nothing but food i'm getting that food yeah. every day and that that is like okay let me get on that let me do that you know what i'm saying i love when i see y'all pop up on my page and i see a little video or a snippet or whatever y'all post you know what i'm saying like that i need that that's that you know that really refreshes me well we appreciate it bro um also plug yourself into where the people can follow y'all i know y'all mentioned you know y'all page the Downing brothers but everything else that y'all doing if y'all have a website uh just how they can keep up yeah. and follow y'all man yeah man our, our website is just that straightforward, thedowningbrothers.com. Yeah. T-H-E-D-O-W-N-I-N-G, brothers.com. You can yeah. go there and you can see, um, you know, learn more about us from our bio. Um, our merch is on there. Our merch is on there. We started, you know, our, our web, you know, uh, we have some of our interviews on from WGN. Yeah. And, and we and I actually that uh, our last seminar that we just did, I just yeah. had that posted up there. So okay, um, yeah. So you can learn more about what we got going on there, and then um, and then also our Instagram is the exact same thing. Yeah, the, the Downing, Downing Brothers, Brothers and our and our Facebook page. So go go to all of those things to see what we got going on. And you know, if you ever making a trip to Chicago, go on our page because we always got something going on. Yeah, we do a monthly event and hit our DM. We respond to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like we will respond. Really? Don't be afraid. Yeah. DM us. You know what I'm saying? Let's link up. Let's make something happen. Yeah. Oh, DM, DM us with deals. I was about to say, don't DM us <laughs> with no bullshit. Yeah, because we, we do get a lot of DMs like like we Oprah. Yeah, could you uh pay oh our God. grandmother's taxes oh, and, and maybe yeah, even renovate it for, for, for us? Because, you know, we really need y'all help. I'm mean, like, we can make money together. Yeah. But... It can't be just a complete charitable action because we want to get to that level someday. But yeah. if y'all want us to get to the level where we can bless people like that, y'all got to get us. We skills. need to work together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> man. But uh, let's get into some house cleaning before we wrap up this episode, man. Uh, once again, we want to thank the Downer Brothers for coming on this episode of BWR. We appreciate the the, Bela, the availability to just link up together, man. Um, Jared. Uh, David, Kelly, everybody, uh, y'all follow our Instagram at Black Wealth Renaissance. Uh, go to our website, blackwealthrenaissance.com. You can get some great courses that we're providing. Uh, you can go to some of the resources. We got the calculators. Yeah. Uh, we Realtor got directory. realtor directories. Uh, what oh, else we got? These dope cash flow shirts. Yeah, we got, we got, we got merch. We got to send them some merch too. I definitely be wearing that shirt. Yeah. What, what else we got, uh, Kelly? We got to send them some merch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we on it. We yep. on it. And uh, a special shout out to the Hut for hosting us uh, yeah. with the podcast today. We just want to make sure we give them a shout out. Uh, black facility, black owned, excuse me, facility in New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. So if y'all need a recording in New Orleans, y'all definitely come to the Hut. Y'all can go to the website. It's thehut.com. Um, Anybody else got anything? Oh yeah, last thing I got for y'all is just the Patreon. Uh, once again, Patreon is just another way to support the podcast. Uh, we always talk about trying to get out into the community, really trying to spread the podcast, not just the podcast, but really the knowledge and the network, and get people to come together with one another so that they can grow and lose smoke on this episode. So if that was something you're looking to do to support us so we can go to the city, be there, uh, that's patreon.com slash T-H-E-W-R. Uh, just to get extra content, starting at a dollar a month. 
this is another way to support black folks. Yeah, most definitely. Well, if we ain't got nothing else, this is Black Art Renaissance signing out. Peace. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.